The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season in your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the Mad Titan, scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios, or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrills.com shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. Hey there, it's Casey here, and before we start the first ever episode of the Infinity Saga series and the next 23 days, we have to start with, well, the world that we live in right now. If you're listening to this on its premiere date, then it's October 14th, 2020. This series, however, has been six months in the making. Not long after we began the Beers and Ears podcast, Matt and I had a brilliant idea to do a daily series for something epic. Right around that same time, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the premiere of Black Widow had just been pushed back to November 6, 2020. Realizing that we had months, we decided to take a journey in chronological order of the MCU in its entirety and record our reactions, thoughts, and discussion around each movie and release it in the full 23 days leading up to Black Widow. In actuality, we've been recording one episode a week for almost half a year. As you know, since that time, the world is still in a pandemic. More than 200,000 people have died, and probably more since I'm actually recording this on September 27th, 2020, and the world, frankly, hasn't returned to normal just yet. As of this recording, Marvel has made the decision to push back Black Widow to May of 2021. Matt and I made the decision that it's been over a full year since anything new from Marvel has debuted, and and frankly, we know you're missing that MCU content in your life just as we are. So because of that, we're going to go ahead with the series, hoping that this fills some of the void that you're feeling. In the first episode that you're about to listen to, we do goof up and say it's only 22 episodes because we were going off of a bad list when we first got going back in April. We do correct that in episode two. So with all that said, crack open a beer and allow Matt and I to present to you what has become a labor of love for us for over six months. The Beers and Ears podcast, Infinity Saga series. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Welcome to the Beers and Ears Podcast. My name is Casey. And my name's Matt. We are calling this the Infinity Saga Series. 
and we are so excited to have you on this journey. In case you haven't been able to tell, something is different about this episode and the next 22 episodes that you're going to be listening to. We are die-hard Marvel Cinematic Universe fans, or MCU fans, and we hope you are too. And coming up in November is Marvel's latest release of Black Widow. So Matt, what are we doing to celebrate that? Yes, so 22 days from today, Black Widow releases. And so we are going to be releasing a daily podcast for the next 22 days going through all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are going to be doing it chronologically, not from order of release, but chronologically in terms of MCU time. So you will, we won't start with Iron Man and end with Spider-Man Far From Home. We're starting chronologically first. So please join us on this journey. Watch these movies. Are we bonkers? I don't know. Well, we're going to see if we survive this um, 22 episode uh, extravaganza that we have planned. But so because of that chronological order, we are starting with Captain America, the first Avenger. And actually, before we start that, Matt, I want to make one more thing very clear. With the exception of this episode, only because we had to introduce you to it, beginning with next episode and going through the full 22 episodes, our promise to you, 22 movies in 22 days, we will never exceed 22 minutes. Let's do it. I love it. Um, Let's get you excited for all of this. So like Matt said, we are starting with Captain America, the first Avenger. Why? Because it's the first movie that uh, happens chronologically back in the 1940s. So Matt, let's start. Overall impressions, go. Okay, so I forgot that this was under the Paramount name. I thought I had turned on the wrong movie. I was like, wait a minute, Paramount? What's going on? I said the same thing. I saw those stars, and I'm like, wait, what? What? What's going on? This is so crazy. I forgot how early on this movie was and, and I forgot how good this movie was, you know, this, this movie comes out in 2011. And so um, I'm, I'm in college at this point and this is when MCU is in its infancy. And I, I, any scene that came up was like, ah, this is really great. This is awesome. I, I really love it. And I'm, I'm going to say this about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of the things that they do so well and how other universes have not been able to duplicate is the character development. Mm-hmm. From the first film, you see them developing Steve Rogers as a character, and yep. that helps us connect with him throughout all of the films that he is in, because we know who he is as a person, not just, hey, look, here's how we got powers. Look, cool. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, you know, to that point, Matt, you know, you 22 movies at an average runtime of let's just call it two hours to two and a half hours a piece. That is a lot of movies to get through. I think it's like 48 and a half half hours or something to get through all of the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's like two days of movies. You are going to forget a lot of stuff during that time. And to your point about character development, some of the intrinsic things that Steve Rogers believes on that you see him, you know, live up to in future movies 
you see ingrained with that doctor right up front talking about, you know, don't forget who you are. It makes a good man great. It makes a great man, you know, whatever. You see that in the way he touches him on the heart after he gets shot. And and, and you, you see Steve Rogers, um, you know, become this 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 hero that that permeates the screen. And, you know, it made me truly believe that the way they ended um, Endgame, the way that, you know, we're going all the way to Endgame now, 22 episodes from now, but with the way they ended Endgame with him dancing with Peggy Carter at the end, you realize why they did it. I forgot how big of a deal that dance was until I rewatched the movie this time around, right? Yeah, and, and, and what, and, a, what and, an oh arc. God. I know. I mean, the biggest, probably one of the biggest arcs, if not the biggest arc in just cinematic history in general, let alone Marvel, but just cinematic history. It, it absolutely, it just goes to show you how big of a, 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 a visionary Kevin Feige really is. So Matt, let me ask you this. Now that we've kind of gotten over first impressions, let's talk characters. You mentioned character development. Who was your favorite character in this, sh- this movie? and why this is maybe an odd pick okay but it is tommy lee jones's character colonel phillips you stole mine i gotta stop letting you go first because that's where i was gonna go too (laughs) i forgot he was even in this episode i forgot he was even in the show or the movie well i'm gonna defer to you let me let me hear your reasons why he is your favorite character i again we talk about character arc right we talk about the ability to develop characters to watch him go from i don't want him in my 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 you know regime i don't want him in my infantry unit i don't want him at all he doubts steve the entire time my favorite part with him there's two parts with that my favorite my first favorite part was when steve goes to surrender himself for disciplinary action and he says you're not going to need to do that 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 was my first part i thought that was just amazing when he finally understands what captain america truly is and then my second favorite part at the end <laughs> at the end when 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 captain america kisses peggy and he looks over to 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 the general and the general goes, well, I'm not going to kiss you. Like that was just my, my, he's, he's the perfect character because he plays such a major part. Yet at the same time, he goes unseen for major swaths of the movie. Go get him. I'm not kissing you. Every single line he says is gold. My, yes. that you had that line of "I'm not kissing you," and then when he comes up to him uh, and 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 Colonel Phillips, well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, and what is your plan today? Like, just he delivers that line is just so excellent. And then well, the other scene that is really underrated is when he's interrogating Dr. Zola and he brings uh, him this steak yes. and Zola clearly is like this is poisonous I don't want this and he just starts eating it and you see the look on Zola's face like oh wait this is fine I actually like he's just like eating it and it's it's it, every single scene he is in is gold and with that said I mean a close second for me is actually Peggy Carter I think Haley Atwell does a great job at at playing her. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and knowing what her arc ends up becoming later on. And again, knowing that she makes these random appearances throughout the course of the, of the, you know, MCU going forward, including in the TV. And again, knowing that they get to dance at the end, knowing that in Endgame, that's where it ends up going. And, and Steve gets to have that life. It, it, it brought such an emotional, um, just, 
I, I absolutely loved the, the emotional connection that is brought to the end. You know, it just goes to show you how good the Russo brothers did in Endgame to connect back to this. You know, and, and I will tell you, back to Tommy Lee Jones just for a second, to be able to capture a man, uh, an actor of that talent, of that stature at a time when, again, this was what, I think the second in the movie? Maybe the third, the third, I think it was the first was the third that came out, uh, that came out in order of release. I think it went Iron Man and I think it was Thor, then Captain America, right? It wasn't Thor second. It was still it's, kind of it's trying five. To, it's five. Okay. My Iron bad. Man, so what did you have? Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America. Okay. Well, I don't really count the Incredible Hulk, but okay. Uh, we're going to watch it. Yeah, we're going to have to watch it, but we're going to have to figure out where it's at because it's not on Disney Plus. That's a whole other story. That being said, knowing that it still was not under the arm of Walt Disney yet, it was still kind of this up and coming kind of franchise, if you will, to get the stature of Tommy Lee Jones. That's a major find for Marvel Studios in that regard, right? So let's let's move on. So we talked about our our favorite character and why. You know, something I want to really discuss is what was the high point of the movie for you, and then what was the low point of the movie for you, or criticism that you might have. So, I mean, high point of the movie for me is the interactions between Red Skull and Captain America. Captain America! How exciting! I am a great fan of your films. So, Dr. Askin managed it after all. Not exactly an improvement, but still impressive. You got no idea. Heaven day. You know, it's it's no secret that Marvel has a little bit of a villain's problem. Outside of a couple of them, a lot of the villains just fall flat. Um, and just kind of, you, you don't really understand their motives, and they really don't get enough screen time, and it's just like, eh. I forgot how good of a villain Red Skull is, that you understand his motives. It's not just about taking over the world. It's he believes himself to be this higher being that can just leave this world behind. He's he's not necessarily loyal to Nazi Germany. He's just um, using it as a vessel to get what he believes he deserves. Mm-hmm. and And that dichotomy between him and Captain America is really interesting. The dialogue that they have is very, very cool. And I, I, I love, I, I love Red Skull in this movie and the look that they have him. It's one of the few villains that they pretty much what you see in the comic book is what you're seeing on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you catch the, um, the, the nod or even slight dig uh, at, 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 Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade that he makes uh, when he references the Fuhrer at the beginning of the movie. And the Fuhrer digs for trinkets in the desert. So one of the lines that he has, he has is, and the Fuhrer digs for trinkets in the desert. That is, in my opinion, a direct nod to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where the Fuhrer, a.k.a. you know Adolf Hitler, is trying to look for 
the the chalice of Jesus Christ, right? The 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 the, the last supper chalice that's supposed to give you eternal life. And I, I guarantee you that that was a nod. And I think the fact that it was by Paramount, and again, I'd have to fact check this, but I believe Paramount at, at the time also was the release or released um, uh, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. I think they were responsible for releasing the Indiana Jones franchise. So it wouldn't surprise me that those two would be interrelated in that way. Um, so I agree what's, with you. What's, I your, think, what's your low point? So no, I think what's your high point? No, well, I, I, again, I think high point would, would definitely be, um, I think Red Skull is a very well-developed character. I, my high point for this movie is also the soundtrack. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught it, but there are a couple of points where, where chords from this soundtrack are reused in Endgame. Um, uh, melodies, especially the point if you remember when in, in Endgame, Captain America, you know, when he's basically being killed by Thanos in that moment, you know, where, you know, where, where Sam comes in on your left, all that stuff, there are moments that were, were taken away from this that were inserted into that, which one, it doesn't surprise me because Alan Silvestri is the, the composer for both of these movies. He's composed the majority of the movies that, that have come out with MCU. So to reuse some of that, to, to kind of bring back some of that, um, kind of, be reminiscent to what you heard in the original movies where they came from doesn't surprise me at all. So I just, again, that's a high point for me there. So low point for me, man, that, that is a really hard sell in this movie. I, Oh, I have one. I have the most I, obvious I, one. I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I've got one in this. Oh, I do. I, 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 I really don't. I'll, I'll, let, I'll defer to you. There is one part of this movie that, Ever since 2011, I have seen and I groaned at it. It is, it is the line that uh, Bucky Barnes says they've brought all the soldiers back and they're all celebrating. And he just stops and he goes, "Hey, let's hear it for Captain America!" Like you don't like that line. Just I hate that line. It sounds so forced. It's like, oh, it, I, I just, I hate it. It sounds so bad and out of place and just ingenuine. I don't, I, 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 I hate it. I hate that line. It is the low point of this movie. Anytime that scene comes, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Let's hear it for Captain America, everybody. All right. Sounds good. Like, I, I just think I there's mean, a, I, I just think there's a better way to do that. I don't know, man. I like, I like that part of the movie because it finally, it, it finally gives, what he he so deserves to for for being the hero that he is the adoration if you will i don't know i i i don't well you know everyone has their own thoughts on it. i don't i don't view that as a as a low point but then again you know it is it is what it is so you know just some random call outs or observations things that maybe you picked up in the movie i've got a couple here that i want to i want to reference i know i've already referenced a couple but one i really want to call out is just about some of the, the people who play some of the parts specifically howard stark he is played by an actor named dominic cooper and i had to pause the movie and i was like who is this guy i know i know this guy do you know who else he played right around the time this movie came out, maybe even a couple years before, that was a uh, box office smash that he played a character in? It was a musical that came out. Any ideas? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. He played Sky in Mamma Mia. 
which is the, the, the boyfriend or the fiance of, of one of the main characters. I'm like, how do I know this guy? And partly because he's a good looking guy. He's a very attractive man. Uh, and in that movie, he doesn't wear a shirt for, for half the movie. So just, just calling that out, but he's a very good looking guy. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and I just remember him and I'm like, how do I know him? And I looked it up and sure enough, that was the case. The second thing I want to call out there are two two actors in this movie who were actually in the movie Burlesque. Uh, Stanley Tucci, who plays the doctor who gives Steve Rogers the serum, uh, he is in Burlesque as Cher's assistant. And then secondly, the actor who plays the mustache guy, I don't even know if he had a name in the movie and if he did, it escaped me, but the mustache guy who gets um, saved from the prison that Steve Rogers goes and then and goes to help him fight later on. Is it, it, that's, also, that's the bowler hat guy, right? I don't know. He's got a mustache. He's a little bit bulkier, but he, he also plays in burlesque as the guy who tries to buy out burlesque, the, the, the actual nightclub. And I just thought that was really interesting to see those two veteran actors in that. So Are just you, very, very, very yeah, quickly ahead. that the act the person you're referencing actually does have a name. His, his comic book fans will know him. He is Dum Dum Dugan. Okay. Um, and he, he is, yes, uh, real name, not making that up. He is uh, much more prevalent in the comics. They didn't necessarily develop him as much in the MCU, which you can't develop everyone. But if you are a comic book reader, you will know that person as Dum Dum Dugan. All right. I have one more thing. Are you familiar with something called the Wilhelm scream? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So this is what the Wilhelm scream sounds like. All right, so this dates back. I did some research on this. The Wilhelm scream t- uh, dates back to 1951 and was originally recorded for the film called Distant Drums. It's actually voiced by an actor named Sheb Woolley. Go figure, it's my last name, Woolley. Um, and it's named after Private Wilhelm, which is the first time it was actually used in the film regularly. It was used in a movie called Charge of the Feather River. Why is this so important? Well, sound editors have figured out a way to insert this scream inside 433 different movies over the last 70 years. It happens to be in this movie at the one hour and 32 minute mark. So go back and listen to it. You'll hear it. But it's been used in Star Wars, Indiana Jones. It's even used in Disney and Pixar animation. And it's become an inside joke to figure out a way to get it inserted into all of these different movies. And so it's one of those things that once you know it, you hear it, you know it, and you can spot it anytime it comes up. Yeah. You, 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 once you, once you know it, you'll, you'll hear it all the time. Yes. But anyway, it's, it's used. So I just, I just thought that was funny. I wanted to call that out because again, it's used here as well at the one minute and 32, uh, one, one hour and 32 minute mark. What about your end? Any observations on your end? You kind of touched on it, but my big thing is, I mean, listen to this cast. I mean, it's Chris Evans, Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, Haley Atwell, Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, Neil McDonald as Dum Dum Dugan, Stanley Tucci, like, 
Samuel Jackson comes in at the end. Like what mm-hmm. a absolutely stellar and an absolutely stellar list of people that they got for this movie. And again, this was not when the MCU was what it was today. This is in its infancy. And yep. it's crazy that, that this is what it was just a really solid film, just really, really enjoyable to watch. So I remember when they announced this idea, how big of a flipping deal it was that they were going to try to bring in origin stories for all these different characters that remember, no one cared about these people. Like you had your, your, your comic book, your comic book nerds, your comic book fans who knew Captain America, knew Thor, knew Iron Man, knew the Hulk. You had your average lay fan who maybe knew of them. But other than that, to, you know, it's kind of a given now that this worked out, but back then this was the biggest gamble of a studio's career and Feige was, was putting everything on the line for this. It was actually Iron Man that first referenced it. The, the first movie they referenced it in the end credit scene of like that Fury came to Tony Stark and said, I'm, I'm building the Avengers project. And that was they, kind of the first. I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. But it's not referenced in reality until a couple years later. Because, you know, or maybe a year or two later, when Feige realized how big of a hit Iron Man was... I think he planted that seed as more of an inside joke than anything. I don't think they had any idea when Iron Man came out and then, you know, Thor or Iron Man 2, maybe Iron Man 2, they started to have the idea, but they had no idea this was going to work. And really, come Captain America, I truly believe that's when it was cemented. We're going to make this work. And I hear you. You know, that's such a big deal. So, all right. Wrap up time. It's closing time. Any other thoughts before we wrap up our discussion on Captain America, the first Avenger? No, I think that's about it. Um, So we're going to be coming at you now for the next 21 days. Um, So please, if you have any thoughts on stuff, uh, email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram, beersears1928. We'll be putting out some content and and, uh, for this whole uh, series and uh, follow on our Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. Please join up. Uh, it's a great community. We love it. And rate and review us uh, on five stars and leave us a review. That'd be aw- that'd be awesome. Uh, we're so excited to have you on this journey again. Are we nuts? I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but we're doing this. And so remember, uh, our next review, next episode tomorrow is Captain Marvel. So if you want to follow along, you got to make sure you watch Captain Marvel before you listen to the episode tomorrow so you can kind of follow along. Okay, that wraps us up. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everybody. Ah! I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. The Avenger Initiative. The Avenger Initiative. Initiative.